Yeah. Great. Love enthusiasm. (laughs) (laughs) I am nothing if not enthusiastic. Hello, pod people. This is Historical AF. My name is Natalie. I'm Keena. And I'm the guest star today, Audrey. <laughs> Yay, Audrey. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a star, but <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. We are a librarian, a historian, and a special guest bringing you the spooky, weird, funny, and weird, morbid, all that good stuff. Forgot what I was saying. Historical nuggets. You never knew you needed. <laughs> I can't do it out of order. What is wrong with me? Yep, and then those holes is extra weird. And scandals. Ooh. Oh, scandalous. This is episode 49. 49. Close to 50, and it's just ridiculous. This is 49. Scandals. Scandals. I'm going to be real. I like Googled scandals and like US policies, and the president <laughs> came up. <laughs> it's like, not what I was expecting. <laughs> How to get more specific. <laughs> Is that what we're known for, America, or scandals? We are some scandalous individuals around these parts, yeah. <laughs> I do declare. Sensationalized. <laughs> yes. Prepare your holes for scandal. <laughs> Mine are very scandalous scandals. I'll make Tell you lush. <laughs> Oh my. I tweeted, I was like, I guarantee my morbid segment is going to make Natalie cringe and be like, of course you would do this story. So 10 bucks. Yeah, I just read that before we uh, before we started recording. I'm like, it's probably about dicks. Uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes. It was an accident. I picked it before I knew it was about dicks. I promise. I know. You're just like a dick magnet. <laughs> hi mom i know you're listening at least you know it's story dicks mom it's okay it's story dicks and they're well it just magnetizes them well i was telling zeke about the story he's like is any of your research not about dicks it's like yes it's been a while okay they're just funny to me and they're very like, there's nothing more scandalous than a dick. Yeah, and it's so morbid. Oh. Yeah. I guess we need to do like one episode just all dick scandals. <laughs> there's a lot cuz people are so. in their pants. So, here we go. a show on Netflix about the it was like <laughs> the documentary of someone spray painting a penis somewhere and then it was like a big scandal. It was Oh, yeah. I have not do seen you- that. We got Audra back. She was here for our mini. She talked about the suicide forest. The no don't take the rocks. <laughs> don't do it, guys. Don't do it. They're cursed. Yeah, cursed. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. You heard. <laughs> Keep your hands to yourself. Don't take nothing that don't belong to you. And don't eat anything. That's what Frankie said. Don't eat anything. (laughs) (laughs) We're glad to have you back. I have had a lot of people ask when you were coming back. One of them was my mom. (laughs) Oh, really? And I was like, when's Audrey coming back? She's funny. She's regretting. I've made the big joke, though. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, I'm glad to be back. I uh, really don't have much going on, so I could probably do this more often. (laughs) (laughs) Are you still doing school Um, stuff? I am. Yes. I'm doing online school. I'm getting my bachelor's in nursing through the UALR and Literac. So go Trojans. Go Trojans. Yeah. I don't, if, I don't even know anyone... what the qualifying is. I know like UCA, my alma mater for undergrad mm-hmm. is like, go Bears, grr. But I don't know what a Trojan would be. Like, no. Maybe. But if anyone is listening in Little Rock, they email me tickets to the games. I'm like, but I bet you bet. <laughs> I can't make a bet. Never been. No, I I used to go to Trojan games with my dad when I was little, but oh okay, basketball games, yeah. So yeah, that's that's that. I'm flattered that y'all have missed me, and I'm glad to be back. So yeah, you're a fan favorite. I think all of our guests, though, everybody's like, how do you manage to get all funny people? I'm like, I don't know. I guess I just only like funny people. <laughs> true. <laughs> Serious fuckers, stay away. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No one likes serious. Too serious. Don't be too serious. Yeah, anybody too serious is probably not listening. <laughs> no, <laughs> turn that off pretty quick. They saw the title and just didn't turn it on. <laughs> uh, man, this title, like, I'm so proud of it for people that appreciate it. But then I find myself in professional settings where I'm like, I have a podcast, you know, I'm trying to prove my historical research, you know, prowess. And they're like, what's it called? And I'm like, Oh, uh-huh. Snorkel AF. And they're like, oh, what's AF stand for? Um, <laughs> whatever you want it to be. <laughs> I'm sorry. It but could stand for. Uh, as factual. <laughs> as factual. Yeah. Well, I was meeting with the city and the guy's like, I think I've heard of your podcast. You did an episode on Seguin, right? And it's like, Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hope you liked it. Sorry, I yeah, how many dick jokes were in that one? <laughs> I don't think a lot. And, but it's true when I meet people, and I went to a live podcast recently, and one of the girls knew that I had a podcast, and so she was telling people, "Oh, Kina has a podcast," and people are like, "What's your favorite episode?" And I'm like, "I'm gonna tell you, but you're gonna have to get really cool really quick." And it was like the dick episode, and then they were like, "You're so funny." I was like, "I'm glad you <laughs> thought it was funny because it could go either way." Really, honestly. Yeah, I don't tell many people about our podcast because of that. Just because of the title alone, and sometimes I don't want to know how much I cuss. Most of the people I talk to are like at work. They're like, you don't need to know this. That's fine. I just realized I need to start cussing more here. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) This is gonna be my escape. Yeah, my great fucking escape. It's cathartic. You know, yeah, I stand by it. The fuck is one of the most amazing words in the English language because it can be excitement, it could be anger, it could be expressing emphasis on a subject, it could be everything, it can be an adjective, a verb, a noun, everything. Mm-hmm. It's a it really magical word, multi useful tool of a it's word. True. I I appreciate it. Yeah, even my mom says it, so it's fine. If my there mom can say it, your mom can say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I know my mom does not cuss very often, but she is fucking hilarious when she does. <laughs> it just makes my day. I can't ever. She's like, I'm really mad. I'm like, I know, and I'm so sorry that I'm laughing, but 
<laughs> oh man all right do we want to get this going mm-hmm. should we roll i'm gonna roll uh whoa i just missed it shit missed the table it's fine <laughs> weird yay weird weird all right uh, weird i found this article that's called 10 hilariously stupid american political scandals Oh, okay. <laughs> and I mean, right. we're going with this. It's not exactly weird. I don't even know if stupid is even right, the right word either, but they're very interesting. I'll put it that way. And uh, here we go. Number one is Newport sex scandal. Ooh. Ooh. As fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is what brings the as fuck into the show. <laughs> is it Newport, Arkansas? <laughs> yeah, uh, Rhode right. Island. Okay. <laughs> in 1919, the city of Newport, Rhode Island, had quite the reputation for homosexuality. Oh, a gasp. How dare. <laughs> <A> gasp. <laughs> it had a naval training base <laughs> with <laughs> sailors dressing in drag and calling themselves the ladies of Newport. Fuck yes. Ooh. Sounds like a good time. What what time? Like what was the time period? 1919. So oh. it was very appropriate, oh, like a hundred years ago, last year. Sounds like they know how to party. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so. so they were the ladies of Newport, and it was because of these allegations that the Assistant Secretary of the Navy, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt, was forced to send undercover agents to investigate the town. 13 different men attested to the secret homosexual behavior going on between the civilian and military population and many of the sailors were arrested as a result. Aww. Dumb. Well, that's where it's like stupid. That's where the stupid yeah. So what caused public outrage was the method of investigation in order to prove the identity of suspected homosexuals the undercover agents who were chosen on the basis of their youth and good looks would have sex with the terrorists. No. <laughs> Eventually, the results became public knowledge and the Navy was embroiled in scandal. Roosevelt was officially reprimanded by the Senate as a result. The fiasco quickly faded from the public and was a very uncomfortable nature of the topic. Hmm. But I just think it's crazy that they're like, okay, listen, the youngest man we have to go and try and have sex with these people, so we'll know if they're gay or not. I mean, was it really a crime to be gay? Yeah. Like, like it was a crime? Yeah. Like, it's still especially for military. military. Yeah. Some states like sodomy is still illegal. But yeah. And then the whole um, don't ask, don't tell just got revoked a yeah. couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bullshit. There's a, a couple here on base that uh, work with Dave that we're good friends with. And they're, I think he is struggling with being a military spouse, though. Um, but, well, just like because before they lived in Seattle and were, you know, and then to move here and mm-hmm. it's a totally different environment. Yeah. And, but, that would yeah. be difficult. Yeah. Although your laws are weird. I just saw in the news that like last week they just made it legal to be like have sex before you're married. 
in like Virginia. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Cause that was stopping what? anybody. Yeah. So that was illegal? Like, yeah, what? yeah. I don't right. know why I'm talking with such a southern accent today. <laughs> it's <laughs> like probably everything. <laughs> We're rubbing off on you. Arkansas coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm embracing it and I'm enjoying it. So I am a southern <laughs> woman. <laughs> and next. Okay. Earl Butts and his dirty jokes. <laughs> I know. Perfect. Isn't it? Just name the joke. <laughs> We're just going to leave it there. Just kidding. Perhaps the most well-known Secretary of Agriculture in American history, Earl Butts. Yep, that's B-U-T-Z, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like a fancy ass, I guess. <laughs> uh, was seen as both a savior of agriculture business and a demon for small farms. Uh, one of his most visible faults was his penchant for racist jokes. And risque behavior. Not a good look, dude. Yeah, he even like had a sculpture of two elephants having sex in his office. Okay. So that sounds work appropriate. Like, I mean... let's see. Do you want to be historical AF podcast? Or do you want to have like a sculpture <laughs> in your office of two elephants doing it? I think Ooh. I still rather have a podcast between those two. <laughs> It is a conversation starter. I'll give him that. But Jesus. Yeah, it's an accent piece. <laughs> what, what was it made of? I want to see this. <laughs> you know, it's a wood carving. <clears throat> wood carving? Oh. Mm-hmm. I have actually never, I mean, never seen how elephants, I guess they mount, mount one another. Or- <laughs> Sure, that's actually one thing I don't really need to Google. Like that's my <laughs> search. Do it. Do it. Hey. I want to know what happens. What kind of ads you get after you Google? You do it. If you really are that determined, man. Hey, baby, we ain't nothing but mammals. His first public criticism came after he mocked the Pope, Pope Paul VI, for his stance on birth control. An exaggerated Italian accent, but quit. He no play of the game. He no make of the rules. Mm. <laughs> that's just no, that's so bad. And he only apologized after being rebuked by President uh, President Ford. The joke that finally pushed public opinion over the edge was when he told on a fight during the 1976 presidential election. The singer Pat Boone was on the flight with him, along with Sonny Bono and John Dean, a key participant in the Watergate scandal. Ooh. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, interesting. Boone asked, <laughs> Boone asked Butts, which is weird to say, Boone asked Butts why he thought the Republicans had such a hard time attracting Black people to their party. Surprise. <laughs> uh, Buds replied with this. The only things the coloreds are looking for in life are tight pussy, loose shoes, and a warm place to shit. What? Oh, I oh did not God. see that coming. I know my eyebrows went way up into my hairline. <laughs> weird when I, when they saw, I saw that. I'll say it. This is that's too bad. Only a few days after the news of the joke spread, uh, Butts resigned from the office. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, 
<laughs> Sound no. like he needs to step, take a step back. Oh. Also, but sounds like a dumbass. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yep. No pun intended. Actually, pun intended. Yeah, we'll do a little both. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad at least it took only a couple of days to get him fired versus like months or a year or some really, really stupid shit. Like, no, people hated it and he said that. They're like, no, you're out, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. That is bad. That is so wow. rude and so terrible in so many ways. <sighs> He deserved that last name. Mm-hmm. He does. He probably deserves a lot worse <laughs> of a name. Like Dickweed or something. Yeah. Earl Dickweed. <laughs> All right. Our last one I'll talk about is the Petticoat Affair. Andrew Jackson. Ooh. Our seventh president of the United States serving during the first half of the 19th century. He was also quite the departure from the more reserved men who came before him and joined the company of prostitutes and inviting the public into the White House. Scandal followed him throughout his two terms. However, one of the scandals was more or less high school in nature and is known as the Petticoat Affair. Jackson's first wife, Rachel, had been married to a man with whom she was unhappy when the two of them fell in love. So, in fact, they may have unofficially married before her divorce was final, leading to charges of bigamy, which Jackson felt contributed to Rachel's early death before his inauguration. The campaign was extremely personal, and he said he could forgive those who insulted him, but not those who insulted his wife. When his friend and his secretary of war, John Eaton, came to him telling him that the other wives of the cabinet, bitches, were throwing shade on his wife as well. Jackson felt like he had he just had to do something. I just think it's funny. Like that is so high school esque. Like bitches. <laughs> That's rude. This had numerous and long lasting implications because John C. Calhoun, the vice president, and Martin Van Buren, the future president, both wanted to succeed Jackson due to Van Buren's defense of Eaton's wife. Of course, he was a bachelor and wasn't as pressured as Calhoun's wife made him do it. He was made the vice president during Jackson's second term, which helped further his political career. Calhoun was a staunch supporter of slavery. Oh, boo. Yep. And the whole later half of the century might have turned out a bit different if his wife had just been a little bit nicer. Wow. Also, fuck Jackson. He was responsible for the Indian Removal Act, and I don't like him. Just going to throw that on there. It's good to know. I didn't know that. Yeah. Anyways, so that is some weird, crazy, stupid scandals that have happened <laughs> of assholes, basically. And yeah, even though Andrew Jackson was a dick or however, I don't really know enough about him in history, but that is some like weird ass bitch shade, like housewives crap going on yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. but it's not even really about him it's more about his wife and then the racist shit good lord oh man so i have spooky funny or morbid what would you like audrey you pick oh spooky (laughs) 
Bouquet. Okay. Bouquet. <laughs> okay. Well, this one actually surprised me. When you think of Frank Lloyd Wright, you naturally think of great architecture. You don't normally associate him with a heinous crime and a haunted house. But Ooh, here no. we are. <laughs> Jesus. This really surprised me. I did not know any of this about this house or him. So we're all going to learn something today. So along the way, Frank Lloyd Wright designed some of the most innovative buildings of the 20th century in the United States, or as he'd tell you, the whole world. Open kitchens, central hearths, homes built over waterfalls, all followed his ability to dream in 3D. Nearly 60 years after the architect's death in 1991, and uh, oh, at 91, <laughs> uh, I can read. At 91 in 1959, 400 of his works still stand out of the 532 that were built. And this is out of 1,000 designs that he made, including wow. the Guggenheim Museum. So oh. that whirling snail-shaped thing. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then also the Bachman-Wilson House at Crystal Bridges in Arkansas. Oh, he did that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he did that. Um, So, like, not the glass structure, but the wood house. Oh, the house. Oh. Yeah, the house house. So, yeah, oh. there's Frank Lloyd. They moved it. This one was at a different one. So oh, okay. the one that's at Crystal Bridges is that he called it Usonian architecture, which is what he... Thought was an abbreviation in the United States and North America. All right. Uh, he created the term to describe a distinctly American style of residential architecture he developed during the Great Depression to be within the reach of the average middle class American family. Mm-hmm. So if you go to Crystal Bridges, you have to pay extra to go in the house, but I highly recommend it. It's really cool. That's um, awesome. Yeah. I went there last year uh, for the first time. Mm hmm. Alrighties. Ada Louise Huxtable wrote in 2004, Frank Lloyd Wright, the architect, had two lives, the one he created and the one he lived. Both, she said, were too melodramatic to make up and full of lies. <laughs> I just like that quote. Oh. Early on, Wright shaved two years off his age and changed his middle name from Lincoln to Lloyd to honor his mother's Welsh heritage. It was she, his musician father, had abandoned him when he was a kid, who pushed him towards architecture, filling his childhood room in Wisconsin with engravings of English cathedrals. Worried he was becoming effeminate, she sent him to his brother or her brother's farm to work on the land to man up. Which, honestly, bullshit. Dudes can like girl things too. I just oh, makes me mad. Despite his mother's fears, Wright was rarely without a woman. First wife, Catherine, was tall, rich when they met, 16 to his 20. They wed two years later, and she gave him four sons and two daughters. Wow. A lot of kids. (laughs) Though he worked for one of Chicago's top architectural firms, he spent lavishly moonlighting to make ends meet. He filled one room of his home with chandeliers, an Arabian Nights mural, and a balcony for theatricals. And that was just the playroom. But Wright wasn't engineered for play, or it seems fatherhood in 1903 he his wife Catherine introduced martha mama borthwick cheney and her husband edwin cheney to write when the cheney couple decided to commission a new house but no good deed goes unpunished because Wright and mama started to have an affair cheney divorced his wife and then took custody of their two children but Catherine refused to divorce him and that didn't stop him apparently 
So he abandoned his wife and his six children and in 1911 began construction on, oh God, I needed to look this up, Taliesin, where the couple moved in together. A highly immoral act in these days. Ooh, the scandal. Here's yes, the scandal. <laughs> this building located in Spring Green, Wisconsin, Taliesin meant shining brow in Welsh and became famous as one of the finest examples of his signature prairie style architecture. Life was good at Taliesin, despite all the gossip, until June 1914, when Wright hired Julian and Gertrude Carlton, a husband and wife couple supposedly from Barbados, to work as a cook at the house. While at first all seemed well with the Carltons, problems soon, sur- soon surfaced, especially with Julian. His behavior grew really erratic throughout the summer. According to one report, Julian had a tendency to stay up at night, staring out the window, holding a butcher's knife, which... the hell? Not, <laughs> not, not normal. <laughs> uh, who, who would just, like... I mean, I'm just imagining her just sitting so there. So creepy. <laughs> you walk through the living room, and she just, like... <laughs> yeah, so like, creepy. What are you doing, oh. woman? By August, the situation had reached a breaking point. An ad was placed in the paper for replacement cook, and the Carltons were informed that their last day would be Saturday, August 15th. Although Mama did not have primary custody of her two children, eight-year-old Martha and five-year-old John were there spending the day with her on August 15th, 1914. Wright was in Chicago supervising the construction of another project. While Mama and her children were eating lunch with several workmen in the dining room, and they were being served by, you know, Julian Carlton, the one with the butcher knife, who had been told he was fired. They were uh, enjoying lunch. And then, as related by 19-year-old draftsman Herbert Fritz and his table mates, quote, We heard a swish as the water was being thrown through the screen door. Then we saw some fluid coming underneath the door. It looked like dishwater. It spread out all over the floor, end quote. Carlton had poured gasoline through the locked doors of the dining room and caught it on fire. Oh. <sighs> According to the August 16, 1914 edition of the Detroit Tribune, Mama, in an attempt to escape the flames, was first to put her head out through the open window. Carlton was waiting outside <gasps> with a hatchet oh. and cut her neck and crushed her skull. Oh, my. God. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. <laughs> Then he systematically did the same for every person attempting (gasps) to escape the burning house. Seven people were massacred, including Mama and her two children, two workers, and a 13-year-old boy. Two survived, but they were badly injured. There are other accounts that said that he locked the house, and then he just butchered the family at the dining room table, and then he hunted down everybody else and then burnt the house down. So it's I'm not sure which is which, because they were kind of equal amounts on each side, but uh mm-hmm. carlton was found hours later after the attack inside the basement furnace of the house he had swallowed acid and was trying to kill himself but it didn't work he never told a motive for why he massacred the family and then he died of starvation eight weeks later so there's been many theories as to what motivated him to commit this crime some say he was driven by the racism he experienced by the other workers Others believe that he was just really pissed off that he had gotten fired. And then some people say he was mentally ill and he was becoming increasingly paranoid through all this. So nobody knows why he did it. 
but I'm thinking mental illness sounds. Yeah, yeah, especially with him like staying up at night, like rocking back and forth with a butcher's knife. It doesn't sound yeah healthy. And then for him to starve to death. Yeah, like, did I, he just he just not to eat or what? I think so. I mean, he swallowed he wanted, acid. He wanted so to die, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's a mix of like he could not <laughs> physically eat, and then oh, people didn't help see. him, or if he just stopped eating. Oh, yeah, he right. might have messed some stuff up swallowing yeah. acid. Yeah, it was not not good. <laughs> so it destroyed the house, and it destroyed a lot of the records of Wright's early work. So he had a lot of his stuff in the house. So oh. that really sucks. Wright received a telegraph in Chicago, and then he rushed to Wisconsin only to find the mansion, his life, and everything he loved in ruins. Wow. <sighs> Wright was distraught. Joined by his and Catherine's 22-year-old son, Sean, he filled Mama's casket with flowers that he picked from her garden and buried her himself. Oh, This is very sad. She but didn't ter- have a head. She did not have a head. That's <laughs> insane. This is not good. Not good so at all. Sad. But he decided that he wasn't going to be defeated by this terrible turn of events, and he rebuilt the house in her honor. But in a bizarre turn of events, the second house actually met with another tragedy. In April 1925, a lightning storm started a fire in the house's telephone lines and burned it to the ground. So The same same house? Same house. He rebuilt it in her name to be like, I'm going to rebuild our house, and then it burned down again. Oh, shit. Yeah. So bad. Oh, but then he was like, fuck this, and he rebuilt it a third time, and it's still standing. So oh, third time's okay. a charm, I guess. <laughs> Today, the house stands as a museum and a historic landmark. It's a beautiful testament to the bloody past lying just beneath the surface. It's one of the most visited of the right homes in the country and the most haunted. After the murderous events of 1914, the bodies of the victims were taken to a cottage on the property called Tan Yadiri, and that's where they were all buried. And people say that Ma's ghost has been reported over the years. She's usually dressed in a long white gown, and while she's a peaceful presence, she's obviously restless and lost. It's also said that doors and windows open and close by themselves, and lights turn on and off by themselves. Witnesses, bless you, <laughs> witnesses say that they have sometimes closed the place for the night only to return the next day to find everything wide open. People hear doors slamming and you can smell smoke and gas and people also hear the sounds of children. Oh, so, wow. That's very sad. Oh, man. I, I So, yeah, that one's supposedly super haunted. And then when I was looking, there's supposedly another haunted Frank Lloyd Webber or Webber. That's the Broadway guy. Frank Lloyd Wright. (laughs) (laughs) And Falling Water, which is one of his most famous houses, the one built over the river in the waterfall. Uh, It was built in 1936 as the home of Edgar Kaufman, president of Kaufman's department stores. It's allegedly haunted by his wife, Lillianne. According to an article in the New York Times, the specific site is the master bedroom. She is allegedly a woman in white staring out the window. She never speaks. She just looks very sad looking at the waterfalls. A night watchman who has since been replaced is supposed to have seen her while making his rounds. If it's her, did, uh, she died of a broken heart and overdose because apparently he cheated on her a lot. So that's the story with that one. That's a 
really short, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But a lot of people are saying, well, you know, the the Watchman knew the story of her dying. She supposedly killed herself, so he probably like tricked the mind, sees what he wants to see. So that one's been debunked a lot. But the first one, people say, is super haunted. So we shall see. <laughs> Next time I go to Wisconsin, I want to go. <laughs> and that's it. But yeah, I didn't know that he was such a uh, womanizing cheater. <laughs> I knew right? him for him being an artistic genius, but I didn't know he was a. Uh, he had several other wives after that too, so it wasn't just them two. He sounds like he was an eccentric kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. And plus, he was so like famous, and a lot of times, fame gets to people. I feel like a bubble just got popped. Yeah, I really like him. And especially I've been to as many houses of his I can go to. And I did not know that his personal life was so tragic. But it's really sad. It seemed like he really did love her. And then just imagine like being off on a work trip and then finding out your entire family has been massacred. That's just horrifying. Anyway, going to bring us up, Natalie. What do you have, Natalie? Uh, I have what do I have? I have random or historical? Random. Um, yeah. Random. <laughs> cool, cool. Random. Let's see. My word was chosen by Jeff, Jeff Jefferson, and mm-hmm. he gave me, is it noisome? <laughs> True. <laughs> it means smell. And like, oh. Fun fact, if you're a Patreon above a certain tier, you get to pick our random words and you can make stories and all that. And I applaud the Patreon that have given us words I didn't know were words. So Jeff and Carrie have both given us words. I'm like, are these real? (laughs) But they are. Getting creative. Surprisingly so. (laughs) So thanks for the vocabulary lesson um, now that I have that. And... I ended up picking a perfume company with a scandal. Ooh. And whenever I looked up like perfume scandals, there is a perfume called Scandal. Oh, I did not know. Oh. There it is. There's that. It came out, I think, last year or whatever. But that's actually like supposed to be a smell good thing. This, what I'm about to tell you, is actually a not great thing that happened with Dior. Oh. Oh. <laughs> They're like the fancy rich people stuff. I know. I looked at top scandals and there's like, I looked at Chanel and a couple others, but this one popped up and it was was just kind of interesting. So Christian Dior fired a designer, John Galliano, for his odious behavior. That's a quote from the article. I'm like, that's pretty funny. After he was accused of making some basically really racist insults and a drunken rant, um the flamboyant Briton who like who's really known for his creative and he was the creative director for 15 years that's what was crazy I'm like you you have this amazing job you're doing great and you're gonna fuck it all up by being an asshole answer is yes that's what he did but I hear now that he's back he's doing stuff so I don't know if he did like an apology tour or what but he's supposed to be he's supposed to be back in business anyways this is Takes place in like 2011, I believe. And he basically, it was a he says, she said, and they claim that he 
send really horrible remarks to some people. And it happened several times actually over, I don't know, over time. And eventually it stuck. Someone actually recorded him. Oh, there you go. Saying, I love Hitler and telling some people (gasps) gassed. What? Um, he's okay now? People are still okay with him now? Yeah, it showed in 2013, so like two, three years later, that he had a a new line out for whatever season it was. Um, I didn't dive too deep into where he's what he's doing now, but this was actually during the time when Natalie Portman was Dior's face. Uh, oh. She just was awarded Black Swan, so it's like Dior was like kind of big. I mean, it still is, but yeah. I really remember that. Like Natalie Portman was probably the first face I really recognized with Dior, and then it switched to like what Charlize Theron, and then I think maybe Kristen Stewart at some point, maybe, and I don't know who else. I don't remember Kristen Stewart. I know she's sponsoring some people or yeah. being sponsored by some people. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But I do remember the Natalie Portman stuff so when she heard about this she was completely shocked and disgusted and she has a quote she's like as an individual who is proud to be jewish i did not know she was jewish yeah she's from israel that's cool i I probably actually knew that now that you say it it doesn't matter anyways (laughs) as an individual who is proud to be jewish i will not be associated with mr galliano in any way so no moss for her. But Italian designer Giorgio Armani felt sorry for his colleague. And in a way, I get that. Like, you feel sorry in the sense that, like, he made this career and, you know, he's going to say this thing and it destroys it. But then again, like, you should be a dick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make better choices. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, but also, it's hard to judge, I feel like, when you aren't there and you don't know, because he was really drunk. And apparently, these people were pissing him off somehow. But he had other altercations with people. So this isn't like a new thing either. I think if it was just this, he might have gotten free a little bit. But either way, fucking asshole. Shouldn't have said it. So here's the direct quote. He was yelling. He was arguing with a couple of women. And someone got him recorded saying, I love Hitler. People like you would be dead. Your mothers, your forefathers would all be fucking gassed. Wow. Uh, Fuck that guy. See, I feel yeah. like if you say something like that, especially when you're drunk, it's not a first time. more truthful, thought. probably. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's how you honestly feel. Yeah. That, oh, yeah, that makes me feel disgusted. Mm-mm-mm. Um, he got arrested for it too. Oh, good. <laughs> wow. I don't understand the arrest though. I don't understand why that breaks the law. I mean, that's a horrible thing to do and say. But what country was he in? Like, yeah, what country was it? Where's like Dior in Germany? You can't say that you'll get arrested. I think uh, Dior's French, right? Yeah, Maybe? I think that's French. I don't know what French law. I know like. In Germany, you can't to do Germany. It. Yeah, you can't do anything. You'll get arrested. You can't have a swastika. You can't have a flag. Like, 
I don't know. What I think he was in Britain. Like. Okay. That... I could be wrong. I'm trying to skim and see if I see it article. Mm-hmm. Unless yeah. he got like arrested with like some sort of hate crime type thing. Uh, it didn't clarify. Oh, this article came out during the arrest, like while he was being held, and they were basically trying to decide if they were going to fully prosecute him or not. Mm-hmm. At the end, it says, like, police have not charged Galliano, and the source said, we are going to um, evaluate the credibility of the accusations and Mr. Galliano's denials before deciding what action, action to take. So that's at the very end of the article. So I'm not sure quite what went down, but mm-hmm. shit did go down in the sense that Regardless, if he has something on his record, his career was ruined for a few years. Yeah. And I don't know what he did or to get back on top. Granted, I don't even think he's back on top because I still don't even know his name. Like, I don't, I didn't recognize his name at all whenever he pulled up, but I don't know things either. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know names anyways. Unless his name was like Christian Dior, then I wouldn't know. You know, or like you put like the name of the. Oh, it was in Paris. It was in France, a Paris bar. Oh man, but yeah, Dior is a zero right. with with that kind of stuff. So he just when he heard about it, he's like, "No, you're done. You're fired." Yeah, because I mean, you have someone like that working for you, and your company's worth so much, and then yeah, it goes. Quick. <laughs> but thank you, Frankie. He's like, "That's why we stick with X." <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> we're so glad you guys came to part one of scandals and uh next week for scandals part two but before we go we have a shout out we have a new patreon member robin yay, yay. <laughs> thanks robin for joining our little patreon family so excited to have you i mailed out your alien button today you should be getting that soon <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> what what was it that Carrie thought it said? Oh, history lemon. History from the lemon. What does it really say? It says uh, history lesson. She thought it said oh. history lemon. <laughs> 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 it says history lesson. It's like it was not aliens and has a little alien and a pyramid. <laughs> but <laughs> she thought it said lemons and she was so excited to ask us what history lemons was and then she reread it and was like, God damn it. <laughs> I really want there to be a history lemon now, though. History mm-hmm. lemon. So, Robin, please misread your button and tell us what you see. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You're you're also our first Patreon from Colorado, so hell yeah! Hey, oh, that's cool. I love Colorado. It's so pretty up there. <sighs> I've never been there. Oh, you gotta go. Oh no, my brother-in-law just moved there again. He's been there before, but he moved back, so now oh, I've got a reason now. Yeah. Although I'm really afraid of this whole altitude sickness. Everybody I know gets it. So I'm like, <laughs> what is that? I've never been that high up. I've, <laughs> I've been that high. face. <laughs> 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 I, mean, I mean, I've been to Colorado. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't threaten her with a good time (laughs) oh man so yes we're so excited to have you and if you want to be cool like robin and join patreon it's patreon.com slash historical af pod and as little as two dollars you can watch us live which lord help everybody watching us live right now it's been a 
been a lot of derailing, but you can get everything from that to our book chats, to our art history episodes. You get everything first, extra content. It's a lot of good stuff. You should try it. Do it now. Don't you Great. Think? Great. Now that you've done that, you also can check out our social media, which is, of course, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you know, like you do. And it's Historical AF Pod, where we have Yay. kinds of happy, shiny things for you to look at. So much. And then if you want to send us a story, that's historicalafpod at gmail.com. So anything you want us to read on the listener story. Mm-hmm. And new vocabulary, like noisome. Noisome. Word of the day. Oh, it's like uh, <laughs> How do you spell that? It looks like noise. Um. <laughs> U-M. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah like know. N-O-I-S-O-M-E. N-O-I-some. And then Carrie's word was fartlick. <laughs> and that's a real word? Yeah, yes, it it's a sprint. It's a type of running. A fartlick? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many jokes did y'all make about that? Plenty. It's a good time. I totally forgot about that word, too. Thank you. Uh, fartlick. Anyway. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye, Zee. <laughs>